three, two. Welcome back to the eighth episode of 313 Sports Talk. You know, I'm your co-host, Matt Riley, along with my other two co-hosts, the Vrabel Boys. We got Josh, we got Trey, and we got some exciting news today, boys. We do, exciting. and there's, there's a potential guest appearance. That's all I'm going to say. I've already said too much. Yeah, potential guest appearance. Big, I mean, big guest appearance. I mean, this guy is, we'll just leave it at that. Well, no, but, I, I'll, I'll take it a step further. Let's just say he can get you a PlayStation 5. Wait, are you for real? <laughs> like 65% cat, but like maybe. <laughs> You'll have to ask him on the pod. Yo, yo. Don't I'm, ask me. I'm have to ask him. It might be pod. It might be pod nine though. It might be pod nine. Right, proceed. Might need we, that, that proceed. All right, back to it. Got a little bit off track, but we we got some exciting news. We got some heartbreaking news. I don't even know if there's a word to for exciting slash heartbreaking. At the same time, bittersweet. But finally, yeah, bittersweet, bittersweet. But we finally got the news Saturday night. Matthew, Jonathan Matthew Stafford will no longer be a Detroit Lion. He was traded to the Los Angeles Rams for not one, but two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and the Super Bowl quarterback, Jared Goff. Participation trophy, Jared Goff. But yeah, hey, had, the best, had, had the best offense that year in the NFL. He put up three on the biggest game of his life. But he's a Detroit Lion, and I back him. You know, I think there is there's a ton of good when it comes to Jared Goff. But most importantly, um, I guess not most importantly anymore. But Matthew Stafford, it seeing him go. I mean, we've been talking. We we knew, so it was just like a matter of time. So like I already accepted it, but like still like one tear was shed when uh, Stafford left. Oh, and I I'm, put I put his. I put his jersey up in the rafters in my house on a door door yep. uh, doorway. Just hung it. It's still there. At least he's going to be wearing uh, amazing blue colors, though, next year. That is true. But, I mean, immediate impact. We clear about 14 mil in cap space. There's a lot more dead space than there is cap space. We get a younger quarterback, which Jared Goff won't be turning 27 until the season's already underway. I mean, multiple first-round picks for the next two years. Real quick, so you said he has a mid-season birthday? He does, October. I so is he going to have, like, one of those, like, birthday-type games? Like, can we make a early prediction? What do you think? Hey, I mean – I think 299 I mean, and two picks. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Jared Goff. One touchdown. <laughs> here's the thing about Jared Goff. I've always liked Jared Goff. I know I'm in the majority, or not the majority, the – I don't even know what the word is. But I, I like Jared Goff and what he's done. I mean, the dude is – since he's been in the league, is the second most winning quarterback in the NFL. I support Jared Goff. That's as far as I'll go. But you got you got to think of it this way, though. He's 26. If he has a revitalization in his career like Tannehill, in two years with his contract up, he's still only 28. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't become a number one pick for no reason. So there's True. definitely potential. And if uh, the we have a great staff in place, um, 
that's like coaching staff, not Stafford, but we have a good uh, coaching staff in place. Maybe uh, new scenery was actually not, you know, Sean McVay, great coach, but maybe new scenery was, you know, maybe just like little motivation. Well, I mean, it wasn't like it was a secret that Sean McVay didn't want Jared Goff. I mean, it, it, it just wasn't a secret. I, I, I think the reason Goff played so bad last year was lack of confidence more than actual play. Because, I mean, it, it does say something that he's been in the league for, this will be his fifth, fifth year, I believe, and he's the second most winning quarterback in that span. I mean, you, you can say what you want about defenses winning games, and yes, defenses can win games, but it's a Tom Brady effect. He still has to make plays in order for them to score points. Yep, and, and Jared Goff, I mean, let's in terms of the trade, let's be honest, he was a throw-in. He literally was a throw-in trade. Yeah, he's probably going to be our, our starter, I would have to bet right now. Um. And for that reason, I'll get behind him. But I still think we go and get Zach Wilson. Let Zach Wilson get his notebook out. Get a little quick, quick question for you guys. You know, from Jared Goff's perspective, Matt Stafford's perspective, would you rather have Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, which, you know, obviously up in the air, or in TJ Hawkinson, or would you rather have Robert Woods, Cup, and Higby? It's, it's you might a have a better core. Similar. I think it's very it's, similar. It's, it's similar, but it's different because you have two. Obviously, you have an upgrade in tight end with Hawkinson. Yeah. Hawkinson was the best tight end in the NFC. But I think it's it's two different skill sets as wide receivers. I mean, you have Robert Woods, who's a speed guy. And then you compare him to Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is more of a jump ball, deep ball type of receiver. Granted, we're Kennedy probably not going to keep him, but. No, but I, I mean – and going back to Josh's point about Zach Wilson, is the move at, is a move at seven a quarterback? Right now, I don't think there's as much pressure as there was Friday night to get a quarterback at seven. Who's to say they don't? If Devontae Smith slips to seven or Jerry Judy slips to seven. Give Goff some more weapons along with Kenny Kenny Galladay and whoever else the receiving core is. I mean, why not go with a guy that's somewhat established give him weapons or even fix the other side of the ball because Micah Parsons probably the best defensive player in this draft will more than likely be there at seven yeah and Mike Micah Parsons actually I don't think he will be there at seven the the longer this process keep going the the, the more his uh stock keeps going up he I was seeing top five now like when we first started like for example we first started this podcast he was like ranked at like nine, I think, somewhere around there. Um, and then the late, like some of the recent ones, a lot of them I saw him go at seven. He's in like the top four right now. So if he's there, I, how do you not? Scouts listening to the pod, man. We've been high. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just, I think how, how yeah. like, I get Zach Wilson's good. I get Justin Fields is good, but they're not like, it's, I don't think they're home run hits. A guy like Devontae Smith, that's a home run hit. A Heisman Trophy winner, winning wide receiver, that's a home run hit. Unless you're getting Trevor Lawrence and trading up to one, 
I, I, I personally don't think it's smart to take a quarterback at seven when there's now that we have golf, there's a more blaring need at seven. Not everyone can be a Patrick Mahomes, a Tom Brady. You know, these are generational talents. So if you just go off the, you know, the theory of, well, he's not Trevor Lawrence, he's not Patty, he's not Thomas, Thomas Brady, 10 Super Bowls, you know. So I, I don't think that that's where you got to set your expectation and it's a quarterback driven league. I just think a guy that to me, at least to me, it looked pretty impressive, but if they want Mike, I'd be completely fine with it. It's just, yeah. I, but there's I, also a difference. There's also a difference in the competition. I mean, he's playing in the mountain West. He's not going against, I mean, I think smarter choice above Zach Wilson is Justin Fields. I mean, J- Justin Fields is playing, better competition night in and night out than Zach Wilson probably saw all year. You could say that about Josh uh, Allen also, though. But I think Josh Allen's a little different because, I mean, everyone knew what Josh Allen was, but Josh Allen, they put him in the right situation. And I don't think a rookie quarterback coming into our situation is a good thing right now. I think a guy like Goff, who is established and can win games for us, yeah, I, I think, think I we should almost sit on it. You got to think about it. We only have the third round draft pick this year that we're getting from LA, and then you know twenty or twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. So we have a couple of years to decide. You know why? Yeah. Why rush it now when we're not even going to maybe even get our guy? So yeah, well, maybe here, just maybe sit on it for a little bit. Let golf well, plays two years. Yeah, I mean the thing is, if golf completely is terrible next year, and we only win two or three games, we have top five pick, and we also have a pick later in the draft. So we could potentially move up to one and get a guy like a Sam Howell or um, I'm blanking out his name from Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler, a guy that potentially could be a generational talent. I just think at where we're at in the draft with the quarterbacks and the teams ahead of us, like the Falcons, I mean, no one knows what the Jets are going to do. Obviously the Jaguars know, everyone knows what they're going to do, but like there's a potential that the best quarterback available for us at seven is Mac Jones. And I I don't personally think that's I don't want Mac Jones. (laughs) I don't want Mac Jones at seven. I'd rather have a guy like Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Jamari Chase, even give me Micah Parsons. I want Micah Parsons at seven. Lock it in. Lock it in. If he's if he's there at seven and we don't take him and we take like a Mac Jones, yeah. I mean, what the heck? We we do have is equal need at linebackers. We do quarterback. I think we have a bigger need at linebacker than we do at quarterback. Think for one second. My bad. But uh, oh, you're good. Stephen Tolick, uh, Levy was was. What's our last good linebacker? I mean, those are the last two good. Levy. I mean, I do like you know I I like Jamie Collins, but like Jamie Collins under kind of yeah. But I don't think it's necessarily his fault because he was asked to play middle linebacker when he's a Mm. rushing outside linebacker. I mean, how do you ask a guy? That's like asking. That's like asking Derwin James, a safety. But it it just goes to, it really just goes to the point of we, we need a linebacker. We need another linebacker. Right too. We definitely need the the defense is our glaring problem. We can score points. I mean, a lot of it did attribute to Matthew Stafford, but I mean, Jared Goff is not like we went, someone explained it to me this way and someone said, not explained it, but said it this way. We probably went from the sixth best quarterback to probably the sixteenth best quarterback. Jared Goff, sixteenth. 
Is that what you just? I mean, it's a clear I, I rebuild, though. It definitely it's, is a clear. It, I think it's a he's clear rebuild, like the so twenty-two that's fine range. With me. I would that's not fine put him me. in the bottom ten of the league. Although 21. I am a little heartbroken about getting rid of Stafford, obviously <laughs> comes with its pros and and obviously its cons. Uh, I was listening to sports radio out of Houston, and I this is a dream scenario, and I was like mind blown. It's obviously because this is like the big spotlight right now in between the Super Bowl right now. This we had the dead week, and then this big trade popped off, and everyone's talking about it, obviously. But Houston sports radio was saying that if Deshaun Watson were to, for some reason, end up getting traded, which he's probably going to, could you imagine? Because this is what they brought up. Could you imagine we trade Goff to the Texans for more picks? We'd have to have a party, like emergency pod on spot. Yeah, I, because that's what they I, were talking. the The problem, the problem is though, is that if they trade Deshaun, they're gonna get like they're gonna get top. They're gonna get in front of us in the pick, with their picks. They're gonna get in front of us, and they're gonna take a quarterback. Who's the only person that'd be able to do that? Do you think the Jets? Like who? Who would actually have like? I, I mean, if, if Stafford's stock is at two first-round draft picks, what's Watson's at? Well, that's what I saw. I saw someone say that even with the Stafford trade, the market for for Watson is only two firsts also. Dude, it's two firsts, two seconds, and two defensive players. Whoa. I just I, – I think – if we look at the draft as it is now, no trades, I think obviously quarterback in Jacksonville. I think even though I don't think they should, I think they're going to take a quarterback at two in New York. I think they should give Darnold one more year. Three Yikes. is Miami. They're not going to take a quarterback. Four is – is that the Falcons? Yeah, I think so. I think the Falcons. Four is the Falcons. They're taking a quarterback. Five is they're still giving Maddie another year though, right? Yeah, but I think okay. they're gonna give Maddie Ice definitely got year. Yeah, definitely gotta pressure think, Matt Ryan I think with a rookie they're quarterback. Taking, they're taking a quarterback at four. Most definitely. Five. I don't know who's five. Uh where is where's the Eagles? The Eagles, I think Eagles. are Bengals. Did you say Bengals? No, oh. Bengals are five. I think they're taking a receiver or an offensive lineman. Receiver? Yeah, I think they need to take a receiver to pair with uh, T. Higgins, for sure. Yeah. Six is the Eagles. I don't think they're taking a quarterback. And then seven does. So there's a chance, like, a Trey Lance could fall to us, but I still don't think we take a quarterback. Yeah, and you're right. Maybe a Trey Lance does fall to us, and that inspires a different team to trade up. And then at that point – Oh, that would be perfect. I think you do. You definitely, I, think, I definitely would love the. I almost back. feel like you still have to get Parsons though. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I just want to lock it in. Mm-hmm. But well, we'll see. at seven, Carolina's at eight. What? I mean, why wouldn't they want to jump up one if we put the pressure on that we're taking Lance? They want a quarterback. Yeah, it's blatantly obvious that they want a quarterback. I kind of like how the, like. Like if you already ha- you have your QB one, but still getting a quarterback just to pressure the starter, I like that a lot. Like, think, Teddy's their guy, kind of, but like kind they're of only messed up though. Yeah, I think I that think goes so. back to the, conf- the confidence up. issue. I mean, Jared Goff just came from us. If we do that, Jared Goff just came from a situation where he wasn't wanted, and obviously we want him for we want him. 
So why would we put him in a similar situation to where he's going to possibly perform like he did last year? If you can't be a professional, then you can't be a professional. Like I, I, th- I think that, you know, would we commit to golf, like you said, but drafting a quarterback, I mean, is he a team player? This is a team sport. Injuries happen. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it is. Maybe it they're like boys. Maybe they hang out. Here. You know, maybe they craft together. If you would have told me at the beginning of this season that golf was going to be our starting quarterback in 21, I would have laughed. I would have told you are. you were insane. I just started a rebuild are. on Madden with Justin Fields as our quarterback, and now I can't even play that one because it's not realistic. That's actually crazy because me and Trey just uh, – I started a rebuild with Detroit. And me and Trey, I streamed it today too. Me and Trey uh, played. Uh, let's just say there was a Madden glitch that forced me to win the game. But I don't even want to spend any more energy on Madden. Very bad video game. I just hope it's cross-platform. That's all I'm going to say about it in the next one. I hope it's cross-platform. I mean, I'm still getting the next one, but 100% getting the next one, especially with the new gens of uh, console gaming. Yeah, but like, come on, EA. Yeah, yeah step I, up. It's it's hard. It's hard for me also to say that there was any losers in this trade, also because LA got the guy we they wanted. No losers. And we no, and we obviously are Andre Diggs. That's your loser. Yeah, and I I think I think this is similar to the Pistons situation, even though I think we'll be more competitive. I think it's a competitive rebuild. Yeah. Kind of, it's I guess similar. I don't know. Maybe it's similar to. Uh, I don't want to say Memphis because it's like over the top hype, but maybe like a Memphis rebuild where like you're clearly rebuilding, but your team's also still very good and well coached. In that sense, so, we don't know if we're going to be well coached yet, though. We're hoping. But this is, I mean, yeah. this is something unique that no other coach in the last five years has had i mean in year two of his his reign i don't even know if that's the right word but his career with the lions he has multiple first round picks yeah yeah i mean we need holmes to work his magic you know he's talking about all these or we saw all these pro bowlers he got or was a part of or whatever so let's uh see some pro bowlers in in detroit and he's the one that pounded on the table demanding the Rams to take golf at one. Can I uh, surprise you guys with a, uh, a question? Yeah. And I'm definitely not done with the Stafford topic, topic, but it's on my mind, and I think it's a good question. What do, you, what do you think the new – if there's a change in meta, what do you – okay, let me ask this. You guys are GMs. Would you prefer an older head coach – or the like the younger like you know you know how like this next breed of coaches are kind of younger. Which one do you think is uh, younger? I think it depends on who it is. I mean, if it's a Belichick, yeah, I want a Belichick. <laughs> but I mean, I think younger too because younger coaches tend to score more points and build more excitement. You relate more. They they obviously so like a guy like Mike Vrabel. Not to throw out a you know. A, King Vrabel out right now. King but, Vrabel. You know, you he's can a say coach. It. He is King Vrabel. Uh, he's a coach that 
when he practices with like his team, he's like, he's hitting back and stuff like you, like a coach that can relate and like play, play with the players and stuff. I don't know, man. Like, I honestly think that our boy is going to be, you know, he's talking about biting kneecaps off. He's going to be probably, he'll yeah. be probably suiting up. Honestly, who knows? I, I feel well, like I a coach a, like that's going to always outshine, you know, I don't know. So let me ask I have you a this. Question. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Bruce Arians and uh, Andy Reid. Those guys aren't exactly young. They're not. Yeah. But they're, they're seasoned. Not. And let's think about they're it. They're seasoned and they know they like, they're just they're they're in the same they're not in the same category but they're close to the same category as Belichick is. Think of the riskiest decisions in this year's postseason. It's come from the old guys, not the not the new guys. New guys, new waves, like you know, statistics. Analytics. You know, yeah. We're gonna pull our best pitcher out in the fifth inning of a World Green Series. Green Bay kicked game. a field goal with uh, what three minutes left. So yeah, the Browns punted. Don't always win. The Browns, Savansky, great well, coach. Let me, let, Young guy. Let me it almost ask you worked, guys a question. Almost worked. Let me ask you guys a question. Going into what you're hiring a new coach, would you rather have a former player, i.e. Dan Campbell, Mike Rabel, or analytics, or analytics junkie McVeigh, Stefanski, uh, Matt LaFleur? Um, definitely option one but uh uh mcveigh he played too though so we can't just pretend he didn't play even in college if you at least played at the college level you can at least relate to an extent to where you can earn your credibility um but 100 option one uh just being able to relate to the game is key yeah, yeah, Mike Vrabel so, is literally out here right now, like putting a team in the playoffs that, in my opinion, has no right to be in the playoffs on paper. They're, yeah, they're, I feel they're like they're just not that great of a team, man. But here they are again in the playoffs. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. Ask- McVay, McVay and Stefanski, that's a, that's, that's a good example. That's tough to honestly answer. I mean, it's analytics. It's analytics versus football gut. Yeah. Over time, analytics is it's not going to take over. It will never take over, but it's going to slowly make its way into the game more and more. I mean, like rules, just that's they that's you think of a rule change. They're talking analytics, like onside kicks. Like, why would you change the onside kick rule? But they did. Onside kicks suck now. You know, you only get one in like twenty three. I don't even know, like less than that, I think. Well, going back to the whole Stafford cap hit, taking on Jared Goff's contract, do you guys even think we can sign Kenny Galladay back now? I think we, I think we can. Honestly, like I want us to sign Galladay back so bad, but I just feel like the Lions are not going to. But he's publicly come out and said, I want to be in, a tr- in Detroit. I'll play on a tag. Which, how often do you hear that? Exactly. You don't. So, like, you need to sign that guy. You have to. You have to sign Kenny Gaudet. And free agency, I mean, hasn't technically opened yet, I don't think. It doesn't open until the new fiscal year starts in March, I mean, the so. trade isn't even officially, you know yeah. what I mean, consummated yet. That takes – I don't even know when that happens. March, April? It starts – 
it, when the fiscal year turns over in March, I think it happens. But I mean, free agency, I mean, it's only FY21. It My bad, go yeah. on. <laughs> but I, I think I, I, the smart thing to me, I think is to tag him this year, sign who we can sign back that wants to come back plug the holes that we need in free agency with the limited cap space we have. And then next year sign to a contract. So it's not on this year's book when we have a big cap hit, but it's on next year when we have possibly more money. Right. We have so many good topics today. Oh my God. What's next? Don't say Red Wings. Cause it's not looking oh, good. Come on. Oh no. We're staying, we're staying off of, we're staying off of Detroit professionals. They're on a respectful but, back burner, back burner just for now. Yeah. Cause this is, but, this is a ginormous week. This is, we're going to talk a little bit about Michigan basketball. I mean, not much has changed shut down for two weeks. Got a couple finalists in there. Um, they stayed at four, no drop, no drop this week. Stayed at four. Uh, I believe Franz was in finalists for defensive player of the year. Um, um, blank out his name. Like Hunter Dickinson was in for big man of the year. I think um, Isaiah Livers was in for small forward of the year. I think those were the big, big three that I saw. Basically, the whole team had like awards. Yeah, there was a lot of awards that were, or a lot of finalists, I should say. I mean, Hunter Dickinson, those three guys could all still make a case for Vic 10 player of the year, also, I think. You know who didn't make any finalists? Eli Brooks. Michigan State. Michigan State. Oh, man. That's another topic. Come on, man. We, let's, well, let's not put people let's, to sleep. Let's – okay. We'll, we'll, we'll go to Michigan State basketball since we're on the topic of basketball. Let me get this through your head, Michigan State. No pen. You're not a blue blood anymore. Yeah, you can dominate the Big Ten, but you're not a blue blood anymore. Preach. You're 2-9 and nine in the Big Ten. Tom Izzo's overrated. You haven't been a runner-up in the in the national championship since 2009. Stop Not saying you're a basketball team. You're trash. You recruit five-star after five-star only to waste their college career and do nothing. You got bounced in the tournament by Middle Tennessee State. Don't ever compare yourself well, to a John Beeline or a Jawan Howard coached Michigan team because year after year, we prove that those two coaches are better than Tom Izzo. I'm going to be a, on your average uh, Michigan State fan. What about 2001? What about 2001? Yeah, 2001. That was a lifetime was ago. Four. That's when the towers fell. Yeah, yes. I was four. We were four and five. You won a national championship in 2001. We've been to two national title games, and you guys, before you guys reached a final four again. Don't ever put yourself in the category of Michigan basketball until you get back to a national title game. Rest in peace, Big, Dale Senior. Uh, yeah. Big Ten play doesn't matter. It matters what you do when the lights are on. And obviously, you guys can't do that. You can't even win games projected to be the best team in the Big Ten when there's no fans in the stands. You're just playing basketball. You haven't won a game in almost a month. Don't come at us. We're 13-1. and one. You know what's crazy? What, Trey, what do you think the uh, money line on was if you had the Rutgers minus 29 and a half? 
What's the hit on that? So what was the final? How much did they lose by? Did they? They didn't even 30. score third. They, they lost by 30? 30. 33, I think. I believe State scored like 33. Yeah, that was. A, <laughs> honestly, I don't know. That's that's a that's a tough look. Like the Rutgers, like mm, you know, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, They're Michigan State. It's not looking good for them over there. Not gonna They're lie, they got whooped down by Ohio State too. Ooh. Mm. Their big win is against the five and ten Duke team. Shut up. You're not good. You're not good anymore. You're irrelevant. What about 2001? With Jawan bringing in five stars, you're going to become irrelevant. Tom Izzo is not a good coach. Stop putting him up there with the Shashetskis and the Calipari's, the Bill Selfs. He's not that good. At least in the wake of, uh, you think, of football, like the dominance of, of what I believe Michigan basketball is going to become and already is, not become, already is. Really stink to be a Michigan State fan right now. Yeah, don't get me started on Michigan State football because you guys were claiming the Big Ten championship after you beat Michigan and you ended up with the same record. We'll we'll talk about Michigan State football next year when we beat them. Yeah, shut up. Go sit at the bottom of the Big Ten in those two sports that are only relevant at your school. You can't touch us in anything. You can't touch us in basketball. You can't touch us in football. You can't touch us in baseball. And you can't touch us in hockey. I actually looked it up. Um, Their highest-ranked program is – their soccer team and they're ranked 20th. All the rest are outside the top 30. Every like, like sport. Like, You're not irrelevant. even their swimming's good. Their swimming sucks. You're irrelevant. <laughs> you had your one, one claim to fame in 2015 when you shouldn't have made the college football playoff and you got waxed by Alabama. Don't Beyond ever put waxed. yourself. Don't ever put yourself in the category of the University of Michigan. Forty-two to zero. Ever. Yeah, don't ever. They put didn't score at all. In our category. No goose egg. Goose. Tough egg. look. I'd rather not Michigan, make the playoffs. I I don't have a problem with Michigan State teams, and I tend to cheer for them when they don't play Michigan. But their fans are so irrational and so oblivious to what's going on around them that it's hard to cheer for them. I'll go on record in saying that I would rather cheer for Ohio State in a national championship game in any sport than Michigan State because Michigan State fans are just so irrational. I won't go that far, but... Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you there slightly, but... uh, That minus one. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just really mad because some stupid idiots called Devin Bush classless on Twitter last night, and I had to defend myself. It's okay, him. man. It's all right. Is Devin oh. Bush that – is he the one that did the thing in, uh, like, at midfield? Yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. They called him classless. So, well – oh, don't, don't get me started. You're two and nine. Classless, I call classes. that – I call that fearless. Here, here's, here's my thing. You can recruit – five-star after five-star, and if you can't produce, you're overrated. They should no longer be considered a blue blood. Put UCLA in that stupid tournament at the start of the year with Kentucky, Kansas, and Duke. Don't want to see Michigan State there. I think they've been put to rest. Michigan, though. Two-week break. We're going to come back swinging. I can't wait. Dude, just Michigan think. Michigan State dodged a bullet with that. Just think, though. 
it's February. That means next next month is March. Like Michigan State gonna be like forgotten about. They they they're not even gonna make the tournament. Have fun in the NIA in the not in the tournament conference. NIA or uh... the NIT. The invitation. You know what that stands for? Not in tournament. Have fun there. We're going to be a one seed going to the final four while you guys are losing in the first round of the NIT, you bums. Oh, sorry. Honestly, oh. though, moving forward, Michigan State has a tough road. Like, in, it looks like in all, like, literally in all sports for, like, a decade to come. They're okay at soccer. The, the all right. problem all right. is – I'm talking, I'm talking main sports here. Okay. The problem is, is what it's always been, and it's just getting more amplified now. They can't recruit. With anybody. The problem is can. what it's been. And don't give me this bull crap that Tom Izzo's a good coach. He's not a good coach. <clears throat> or else he'd have more, more Final Fours and more national championships than one. Honestly, I'm thinking of myself as like a parent and Tom Izzo knock on my door. I don't know if I'm letting him in. If you look... Outside of Michigan, like the whole state of Michigan kind of doing bad basketball right now. Everybody's like very like below five five hundred, except for Michigan. Yeah, I it's tournament time next well, month. It's, turn, oh, thought idea just popped into my head. What if we on the pod when the brackets become released? Pick for pick. Do pick for pick and we also fill out our brackets live. Oh, I'm live down for that big time. 100%. I, feel, I always fill out one paper one because it makes me feel a little bit younger or older, you know, nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And I always <laughs> lose it after the first day, but I probably had a couple hundred percenters. But, but hey, big news out of Michigan football this week. Dylan McCaffrey going home to play with Papa. Going home to Colorado something, something. I really don't know what school it is. Going to play for old Ed McCaffrey at a D2 school. Awesome. Honestly, though, wish him the best of luck. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to tear it up. He's going to tear it up. Yeah. I mean, he's going to – He's is he going to get drafted? Yeah, he's going to get drafted. Is he going to shine in D2? Yeah, probably. D2 Heisman maybe? Is that or, even a thing? Joke Bell. Yeah, Danny Woodhead wanted. I know. Yep, Joke Bell. Wayne I did State. not know that was actually a thing. It's because it's not on ESPN. I didn't know about it. ESPN eight, man. Come on. ESPN eight. Uh, the, the Dude, I'm not gonna lie. When they did that little that thing for a day or a week or whatever, when they had the Ocho, I watched everything. <laughs> <laughs> they had cornhole really... and like the dodgeball, and they had like something on their heads. It was great. And sports in general are just great. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be the LA Lakers, you know. No, it does not. It does Michigan not Tech basketball, Lakers. you know, versus Green Bay. There's good basketball there too, dude. Man, when I when, whenever I uh, I don't know if it's just because it's a Michigan, but whenever I play the old NCAA basketball ten, you know, Blake Griffin on the cover. Mm-hmm. Every, rebuild I always start with is Detroit Mercy, baby, home of Dickie V. That's all. I would always do. Uh, I had a. Uh, the only one I played was two K eight, and uh, I would Kevin always, Durant. Yep, Kevin, Kevin Durant was on the cover. Uh, DJ Texas. Augustin, 
Augustine was his point guard. Um, but that was uh, – I would always be Michigan, of course, and Memphis. Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, Memphis. Versus Kansas, Mario Chalmers. Yeah. So, yeah, we've covered a bunch of college stuff. Maddie Stafford. Let's move on to the question segment. I got, I got a couple questions to start off for you guys. First Here. one is, is Michigan football a blue blood? And extension of the question, just like basketball, name your four college football blue bloods. Matt Riley, can you define blue blood? I don't know how to define it per se, but I mean, if you look at college basketball, I'd say like it, like they're the Duke or the Kentucky or the Kansas or the UCLA. Okay. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know, getting I do like literally blue blood. Yeah. Well, not technically because Michigan State's considered a blue blood, but we know that's not true anymore. No. But who who do you define? Do you think Michigan football is a blue blood football program? And if so, or if not, who are your four college football blue bloods? Current or like his like so it's, it's kind of like historic all time and current all mixed in together. All right, if we're talking that, then Michigan for sure is. I mean, if, the most wins know, all time. It's got to be, you know. Alabama is also on there. But so See, is Boise State. I don't know if, if I would put Alabama or Boise State. The only – I don't think Boise State's on there, if I'm being honest. And I, Alabama probably is. They're definitely not the only, on there. That was Cap. Continue. The only reservation I have about Alabama is, like, when – Back in like the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s. They did used to be pitiful, if that's they where you're getting They weren't very at. good. Yeah, they weren't yeah. very good. But with recent success, I think These that, last two decades are going to be talked about 100 years from now, though. Yeah. If I were to put my four, I'd probably say Michigan, Texas. Okay, Texas is a good one. Notre Dame. And either Ohio State or Alabama. Those would be my four blue bloods for college football. What about Army? I just don't think Army is big enough. I mean, Yale technically has the most national titles of all time, and I wouldn't consider them a blue blood. Yeah, and like Princeton, too, or yeah. something like that. I, I just think those four, those four are probably – I mean, Oklahoma, you can make a case for Oklahoma at four. I think there's like a three-way tie for four. I think Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Alabama, yeah. I would tie for four. I'll only say Ohio State just because that means that they, their blood is blue. Yeah, any blue they can get, I like. I have a question for you guys uh, pertaining to the NFL. More specifically, we're going to be talking about the Niners, Seahawks, Arizona, and the Rams is or do the Seahawks have potential to come in last place in their division next year? Yeah, that's the best division in football. 
All four teams. Isn't that have. crazy to that think crazy. they might? I think that they might, and I'm I'm going to predict it right now. I think they're going to come in last place in their division. First worst. I I don't know. I don't know. I think the Cardinals will still be go be last place in that division. Their young guys are getting a little older, a little better, a little more mature. I don't know. Seahawks have a horrible know. line, bad Cardinals, defense. You know, Cardinals get that easy know. schedule for coming true. in last. That is true. We'll see them again next year. Yeah, we'll the play 40. them next year. <laughs> Honestly, they might as well be in our division at this point. We play them every every year. The 49ers no. could also be, depending on if they get a quarterback, they could also be in the bottom. Yeah, 100%. True. But I think the clear-cut best team in that division is the Rams. Oh, Led by Stafford. For sure. Led by Stafford, I think yeah. potentially NFC Championship uh, appearance. Yeah. Some say that host Matt Riley is identical twins with Matthew Stafford. Hey, pretty close. Pretty close. (laughs) Let me ask you guys this. Sorry, I covered up my mouth. Let me ask you guys this. Who's your top five receivers of all time in the NFL? And rank them. Rank them. No, all time. All time. Rank them. And rank them. People don't want to hear this. I'm sorry. I got to. I'm. I have. Uh, it's really tough. I really struggle. It's a, it's a tie at one. I hate to be lame and say tie at one. It's a two way tie at one. Randy Moss. I got him. He's number one for me. T1. And then also Kelvin Johnson. People don't want to hear that. Number three, I got Jerry Rice. He used Stickham. Yeah, he has like literally every record. And I'm not under. I'm not trying to undermine him. I'm saying third greatest of all time. But he used Stickham. How how great was he? Um, four. <laughs> I gotta think about four. It. I feel like it's it's okay to put Larry Fitzgerald at four. Yes, because of yeah, longevity, but long, longevity matters, you know. And he, he just. He was literally reliable every year of his career, even in like the late years where he didn't have necessarily the volume. He was still there when needed and thrown to. And his like drops, like he's like, there's not that many. I don't know the numbers. He has more, he has more tackles in his career than he does drops. See, that's crazy in itself right there. And then number five, um, you know, I want to go with the historical guy, but I feel like five has, I'm going to say, like a potential one. You know, I think someone like DeAndre Hopkins could enter. I'm not saying he's five right now. A guy like him or maybe Metcalf could enter that career-wise. You know, I think Metcalf's that good. Trey, who are your five, or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to do it in order, too. Like yeah, I, I, people, and it's not even me being biased. Kelvin Johnson was unguardable. Kelvin Johnson is the best wide receiver to play in football. He doesn't have any accolades like like championship wise or whatever. Kelvin Johnson was the best wide receiver to play in football. He's got uh, personal Kelvin accolades. Johnson one, Randy Moss at two. I'm gonna say Jerry Rice at three. I want to say. Terrell Owens, I want to say Marvin Harrison. I also want to say Steve Largent. Uh, 
I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave it at six. I'll leave it at six. Okay. I think I'm a little bit different. I do like the T.O. ad. He is in my top five. But I don't think there's a tie at one. I think Randy Moss is the greatest wide receiver to ever play the game. I think it's – I mean, I I know we are a little biased with Calvin, and Calvin was great. But, man, Randy Moss was almost as unguardable as Calvin was. Yeah, and it goes in, like, what's your scale? Like, if if we're going – just off of prime, you take that receiver's best year of their career. If you take Kelvin's prime, just that year, best talent wise, physicality wise, yeah. receiver. I mean, those two, time. you can interchange at one and two. I think. I think they're interchangeable. I've never heard someone that had the same exact list that I have, but there's no wrong answer. No. At least with the top I, three, there's no wrong answer. No. And I think it goes Randy Moss. Calvin, Jerry Rice. Then it gets a little bit hairy, so bear with me. I think four, I think you can make a case for Michael Irving at four. Michael Irving was a stud. I mean, you don't get a nickname if you're not a stud. And the playmaker was a stud. And I think five is T.O. And I think honorable mention Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson. For sure. I know there's going to be some old heads out here that say, like, uh, what's that guy that played for the Chargers? Allworth or Altworth or something? Yeah, I can't old even heads. think of his name. Yeah. I can't even think of his Don't name. Don't even know who he I, is. I'm about to look it up. Hold on. I always see his, like, Madden card, too. Lance Allworth. Yeah. Okay, well, now let's talk about Recent times. Who's your top five receivers now? So if we go of today. Of today. Just right now. Who's your top five receivers off this last season? I still got to go DeAndre Hopkins at one. Yeah, I think that's clear cut number one. Devontae Adams, two? That's what I would – who I put two. Definitely two. Yeah. And then three – my three. My three would surprise you guys. My bad. I think my three would surprise you guys, too. Who's yours, Josh? DK Metcalf. Mine is Tyreek. I disagree. Tyreek, okay. I put Tyreek. I can accept that. I think four, going on four, mine's not really a stretch, but overall, career-wise, I think since he's still playing and active, I think you can give him this is Julio. I think Julio's four, even though it's still yeah. Mm. He's still a stud. Well, they asked a bunch of the play or some of the players, and some of the players like Justin Jefferson, DK, I believe, both put Julio at number one. Yeah. So, and then I kind of have like a three way tie for five. I have DK, Juju, AJ, JJ Brown, AJ Brown, just playing, and then Stefan Diggs. I think those are your top seven with a tie for fifth. All right, let me let me throw this out at you guys. Let's swap Devontae Adams and uh, Terry McLaurin. How do you think he's doing? I think Terry McLaurin's a dog, but he has bombs thrown to him. I think that's the case too, but 
I just don't think you can swap Devontae Adams out for Terry McLaurin. I'm just I'm just like get he like would, a different scenario because you can't have, you know, you can't Terry have Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith thrown at you and still be a top kind of a top dog. You know, he's he's in a you, tough situation, but he's a great talent. You can make the same case for AJ Brown, but AJ Brown still yeah, produces. You, no, you're 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 right. You're right. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is not the best passer in Tannehill the world. Tannehill did start off the year fantastic, though. And I, I forgot who it was with, but he started – A.J. Brown started a Twitter beef the other day. It was some receiver. I can't remember who it, is, who it was. But they were talking about, like, how A.J. Brown's not productive, and this dude's like, yeah, you might be right about that. And A.J. Brown said, imagine the stats I would have if I was featured in my office as much as you are. I mean, yeah. A.J. Brown I, – I love A.J. Brown. I do, too. I like A.J. Brown a lot. All right, can I kind of flip this different position? Can we do top five best running backs currently right now? Because oh, dude, I feel like the list one. has changed from this year to last. It changed, yeah. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do top five positions for a while if you want to keep going. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I'm, I'm not Josh, you want to go first or you want, you want me to go first? You go first because one and two, it's, it's tough. Oh, I'm I'm kind of I don't know. It's hard not to put a guy that just rushed for two thousand yards in one. I think Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL. And if yeah. we're going off pure talent, not stats, I think I'd put Saquon at two. And then three would probably be Christian McCaffrey. Four would probably be Zeke. And then five. Oh, I'm trying to think of running backs. Um, Delvin Cook for five, sure. He got to yeah, be in your top five, dude. I'm thinking Delvin Cook number two. He's honestly. my. He's actually. I I put Delvin Cook at one. Um, just because, hmm. yeah, Henry's your guy. If if you need four to seven yards, he's your guy, Derrick Henry. But the dude rushed for two thousand yards. <laughs> Most of Derrick Henry is an absolute animal. There's no doubt. His volume was kind of unreal, and then you think of you know Delvin Cook. He missed two games. I think uh, maybe Derrick Henry is more reliable, but if we're going off uh, – if we're turning injuries off, I, I got to go Delvin Cook at one and then Henry two. I'm not going to lie, Matt. Like, I was stationed in North Dakota. That's – and, you know, my wife is a Vikings fan. So, uh, I have had, you know, a lot – I've watched a lot of Vikings games since 2017. Is that what, what year he was drafted? I don't know. Anyway, but I've watched a lot of Vikings games and Delvin Cook runs the table. He is the entire focal point of that offense. Obviously, Justin Jefferson and Thielen are out there, too. But if, you know, the run game's not working, I feel like (laughs) Cousins needs Delvin Cook. If if Cousins had if Cousins had like uh, his starting running back be like McKissick or something, some like random bum. That offense would be horrible. Delvin Cook takes over games, and he's like an all-in-one. Like, he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. To round he's a up, dog. To round up my top five, I got Chubb at five. I got Christian McCaffrey at four and Alvin Kamara at three. Wow. So, two of the guys I named didn't make your guys' top five. <laughs> yeah, I, Saquon, the only reason he's not in my top five is because of the ACL. That's the only reason. What about Chubb? Are we giving any uh, Chubb love? Five. Put him at five. Where, where do you think, Matt? Where do you think Chubb is? 
I think Chubb's an honorable mention probably at six. I, I can agree with that. What about this? What about Austin Eckler in a PPR fantasy format? I mean, <laughs> no, not top five. I, I, I don't think my so. top five. I mean, Those circumstances you, only. If you're on PPR and you don't put right. Christian McCaffrey as your number one, you're McCaffrey's idiot. such a strong number one that it's not even close if we're talking full PPR. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of guys in PPRs. Yeah, I think McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. I think so. No Dude doubt. played one game last year. Well, I mean, you could say the well, same thing about Saquon, man. Look, like, I got him at yeah. two. I got him at two. I'm just saying, Listen, Cook. If we're if we're going injuries off, injury free roster in a PPR, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey every day. Okay, hundred percent. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with hearing that. You want to talk about another guy that just completely the entire focal point of an offense? Like, how bad did they look? Like when he's not in there. Like it's they're not even fun to watch when McCaffrey's hurt. All right, boys. Since we're taking turns with football topics, my topic is the Super Bowl. Can we talk on it? Yeah. This, I, I know go. we've already we've already talked on the Super Bowl in the previous pod, but this is the Super Bowl. I feel like it's a two pod event. Yeah. Super Bowl's everything. Every pod I mean, event. It's hard to go against a goat. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. My lock is still in. I'm taking the over. You guys heard Take it. Take the over. Matt's lock of the week. I, I, I think it's not going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a closer game. But. And if you want to take that over, I would suggest doing it now because by the time kickoff, that might go up like a point, point and a half. Yeah, take it now while it's at its lowest point. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I mean, obviously, there's two outcomes in this game: either Tom wins his last one, or it's the passing of the guard. The uh, passing of the torch will happen, just in twenty twenty two. Yeah, not twenty twenty one. Tom's got it, man. He does. That defense is playing motivated. Very that motivated. They look great. Good. If Chris Godwin can catch the ball, they'll win the game. As long as Eli Manning doesn't strap up his chin straps, Brady's guaranteed win. You heard it here. Hey, little stat that I saw yesterday while scrolling through Facebook. Patty Mahomes' only loss as a starter in the playoffs, as a starter against in the Brady. NFL, OT. was against uh, AFC Brady. Championship, man. OT. In, in 20, Arrowhead. 2018 D Ford offsides. Hey, a little explanation to my over. Warm city, weather looking good, ball's going to be flying through the air. Take the over. Life's too short to take the over. It's a home game. It's crazy that, yeah. that this is the first home game for the, the Bucks in the playoffs is the Super Bowl. <laughs> They're away in Washington and so on. <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll wrap it up with one last question. One last question. You guys got one, or you want me to? It's all you, man. Yeah. Fire away. I just want to at uh, least throw out there before the question that guest appearance is happening next pod. Next pod guest appearance. Just we one just wanted the one one episode hype up. You know, one episode because he's a big <laughs> guest. Last question. Last question. Okay, we'll go back to the top fives. 
Michigan State is not in my top five. (laughs) Mine either, trust me. Who are your top five players, period, in the NFL? Goat talk. Okay. Ooh. I feel like that's a quarterback heavy. Uh, maybe not. Maybe 20, not. I don't think of, it is. 2021. What's, what's our. Of 2021. Okay. Who are your top five all around positions don't matter players in the NFL? And two people in my top five are on the same team. I got to go one Mahomes. I'm sorry. Over Rogers. My, yes. my one is Aaron Donald. Okay. Aaron Donald. Trey, who's your number one? Safely put at two, three. Dang. Uh, let me hear your guys' list out. I'll answer after. Joshy, who's it's a your tough two? question. Mahomes and Donald. I'm cool with that being a, a one, two. Yeah, my, my two is Mahomes. I'm going to throw Rodgers at five. We're going to go a little out of order. My five is not a quarterback. My five is actually Jalen Ramsey. Okay. Might be unpopular, but playing the hardest position on the field and to be the best at the hardest position on the field kind of says something. What if I put Quentin Nelson at four? I would agree with you. He is my Think number about four it. best player. Really? He is. Yeah, he was my number four best player. No pre-pod. pre pod prep there just so everybody knows no pre that's yeah. my four we, say that five kidding. times fast no pre-pod <laughs> exactly it's tough who was, who was number three who was your number three i gotta think i got my number three going, i'm going off top my number three is kind of a collection of work and dominance and kind of how i got my three I got, I got, I'm torn between two people. Torn between two people. You want me to start? Yeah, you give your third. Three, Tom Brady. Hmm. I wouldn't put him in there. Leadership matters. Yeah. I'm split between two people at three. Now I talked myself into a third person, but I'm going to keep it to the two people. My two tied for three is Khalil Mack. And DeAndre Hopkins. I would have been cool with the Khalil Mack one last year, but he put up Romeo Okwara stats this year, which are great stats, but that's not top five player talk to me. Two first-round draft picks talk? Yes, he's, he's getting definitely double teamed. Yeah. I, I just – it's hard for me not to put him on – I'll put him as my honorable mention. I'll put okay. DeAndre Hopkins as my third best. I'm cool I'm cool with that. Trey, who are your top five? All right, I'm going to say five, but not in order. Okay. Uh, Mahomes has got to be on there. Uh, Henry has to be on there. Hopkins. For sure. uh, Aaron Donald, Kelsey, and Conklin. Uh, I'm not putting Conklin there. He's great, great, though. He's a good offensive lineman, but he's a guard, though. Tackles are, are more valuable, in my opinion. He's a point guard. I'm just playing. All right. Um, I, I'm actually going to kick Aaron Rodgers out of my top five. He's honorable mention, a strong honorable mention. I'm going to put Derrick Henry in at five. Yeah, I'm kicking Jalen off 
I'm kicking Khalil off my honorable mention, putting Jalen Ramsey in honorable mention, and putting Derrick Henry at five. <laughs> Where does Matthew Jaylen Stafford Ramsey rank? Is actually, amazing to watch though. Jalen Ramsey Matt, is a dog. Yeah, is that at like I'd a safe twenty? Mm, I would. I probably put top thirty. Okay. Just depends. It depends on. That's fair. There's a, you there's know what? a lot of good players out there. Maybe. I actually have a prediction, and I saw this on Twitter. I don't know from who from. It wasn't from nobody too, like, verified. Or, I, I just random comment, and I just 100% agree I have to share. If I swear if Matt, <clears throat> Matt Stafford goes over to the Rams and is, like, a 90 overall in Madden, I'm going to be very frustrated because he's always been, like, an 83, 81 on the Detroit Lions. But if he goes to Los Angeles and just for some reason jumps seven overalls, I'm going to be upset. That's disrespect. That's something to watch for. Madden 22, next gen. EA, not a very good video game. You know, yeah. uh, Aaron Rodgers, Jelani Tavai, uh, Joey Logano. Uh, who else? Luke Kennard. And uh, enter that anti, you know, podcast talk. Enter him in. Michigan State basketball. Or oh, Michigan my bad. State in general. I, They're added to that after tonight. I think uh, Ohio State gets added, but just not right now. That's, we need like a really good reason to come. That's unwritten. That's unwritten. Unwritten. Okay. <laughs> but with that, we're going to wrap up with the eighth episode of our podcast. Don't forget to follow our socials. I believe the Instagram is close to being up. Twitter is up. TikTok is up. See you guys next week. God bless. Peace. Only fans.